for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. It is the Newsmax Daily. My name is Rob Carson. Hello. There's a lot of serious stuff going on on the planet. The uh, the country is going to hell in a handbasket, essentially. And I think we're beginning to see signs of people saying, you know what? I, I don't think so. I don't think so. But it is a great day unless you're uh, unless you're flying on a Southwest Airlines flight, I guess, or you're a, a pilot. Yeah. Can't fly with you, Southwest. Shame on you. <laughs> Staff spurned the vax, feared they'd get the axe, so they came down with blue flu. Your cover story, we know it's not true. Yeah, it's a COVID thing, is what it is. Passengers were stranded as 2,000 flights were scrapped while they were trapped. Put out crap, it was forcing <laughs> vaccination. Yes. That's the reason you shut down. That's not what they're saying. Get out of town with that lame claim of bad weather. PR wise, it's such a real disgrace. Oh, it's terrible. Hey, Southwest, nice try. Got caught in a lie. Yes, it's blown up in your face. I'm stuck here at the airport as they ground my flight. Can't fly with you. No, they're not flying. I'll be sleeping here tonight. Oh, and airport's just wonderful places to stay overnight. That is my friend. Uh, very good. Uh, Jim Gossett is his name, and he uh, threw that together for us. And let's face it, uh, Southwest Airlines pilots are saying, "Nah, we don't want to get uh, we don't get the jab. We don't want to get the jab." And you know what? The louder the left cries and calls you a whatever, an anti-vaxer, etc., uh, the more people say we're not going to take it. So either we're freaking nuts, or uh, they're trying to feed us something that either is not necessary in a lot of cases. Not in all cases, but I would say the motivations are quite suspect when the mainstream media, big social media, did you realize that YouTube, you cannot, you will be booted off of YouTube if you do anything anti-vax. If you say anything about the vaccination uh, that is uh, untoward, it's gone. It's gone. When you've got people like Keith Olbermann and Chris Cuomo forcing you and yelling at you and calling you names for not getting vaccinated, you know that something's going on. Because anytime, and I'll say this again, write this down. Anytime the mainstream media, big social media, and the Democrat Party claim something you say is disinformation or misinformation, chances are you've stumbled on the truth. Chances are you've stumbled on the truth. I went to Sam's Wholesale Club yesterday. And the reason why I went to Sam's Wholesale Club yesterday was I saw a big article on the uh, UK Daily Mail about shortages across America and empty store shelves all across America. Now, yesterday I saw a store shelf story out of New York City. It's because um, people are being allowed to run into Walgreens and empty the shelves into bags and then run out. They're doing the same thing in San Francisco. My God, the Democrat Party sucks. Democrat Party leadership, leftist leadership right there, they're ruining, ruining, ruining the country. There's no doubt about it. Everybody gets it. Everybody gets it. Everything they touch turns to crap. 
So I go to uh, Sam's Wholesale Club, and reminiscent of last year, there were signs hanging that said, limit one package of toilet paper, one package of paper towels per customer. And I looked right below those signs hanging there on this little, like, clothesline, and they were gone. They were sold out. So you know what I did? I went over to the industrial area where they sell for restaurants and whatnot. And, uh, and I got what I, I hope it's not those single ply stuff like they put in, uh, you know, college dormitory uh, bathrooms and, and uh, in your workplace or whatever. It's not that single ply. That's just, I mean, dear, why even bother? So I got, I bought a case of them. And, uh, and then I went to another wholesale club and I bought another case of them. And right now I have 90 rolls of toilet paper in my house. My daughter said, why, why did you go get toilet paper? I said, honey, you better trust me on You trust the old man on this. It is not about to hit the fan. It is hitting the fan right now. I'm looking at my Twitch live streaming video channel and uh, one of my viewers says, uh, same thing happened here in Massachusetts with TP and food shortages. There are food shortages. I am not a panic monger. I don't like living in fear. I don't like living in fear. And I refuse to live in fear. I will not live in fear. But am I concerned about what's going on in this country and what is headed our way? Hell yeah, I'm concerned. And I'm going to tell you, this is nonsense. It doesn't have to happen. This is a self-made crisis. And I remember when I was a little boy, my dad worked for uh, Williams Brothers Pipeline. And when Jimmy Carter was the president, there were massive gas lines and there was gas shortages out of nowhere, just gas shortages. And, you know, OPEC cut down the supply and all this stuff. But they were people lined up the Jimmy Carter administration. And my dad went and he worked, he worked at a tank farm. It's called a tank farm. And they're those big white tanks, and they're filled with uh, fuel oil. They're filled with uh, gasoline. Uh, they're filled with uh, well, fuel oil is technically diesel, you know, depending on which grade you're talking about. But that's that's aside the point. They were full. They were told to to hold on to it. They were told to hang on to it. I don't I don't know what the reasoning is. All I know is that last year a virus was used to scare the crap out of all of us. And right now, they're still trying to scare the crap out of all of us. They are saying that you cannot say anything bad about the vaccine. They are saying that you can't say anything about, uh, about the WHO. You cannot say that uh, the China actually created the virus and weaponized it. Okay? You cannot say that the election was stolen. You cannot say that Donald Trump uh, did not collude with Russia. Uh, I could go on and on. There are a lot of things that suddenly in the last couple of years are verboten. Verbo and I use German for a reason by the way. I walked over to get the sliced turkey. We get the sliced turkey and I always buy it there because it's a lot cheaper at the wholesale club than buying at a grocery store. And most of the boxes on the store shelf were empty. You know what was full? The case where the steak is because steak is now so ungodly expensive. I mentioned that I, I bought a tomahawk ribeye. Was, I was going to treat the family. I bought a tomahawk ribeye at Walmart. A couple months ago, it's $27. And if this is enough to feed three people, it's $27 for a steak. Well, it's also a almost three-pound steak. Yesterday's $45. I sent a picture to my wife. She said, wow. I said, I hope you didn't vote for this person. <laughs> I hope you didn't vote for him. Because um, this is 
going to get very big and very ugly. Right now we have massive inflation, the kind that I've not seen in my life. I've not seen this kind of inflation in my life. They're calling it an inflation tax. The inflation tax continues to skyrocket, fueling critics of Biden's $3.5 trillion spending plan. On Friday, the Bureau of Economic Analysis released data on consumer spending, a key marker of inflation used by the Federal Reserve. These PCE numbers show the fastest increase in 30 years. Energy prices rose 24.9%, food prices 2.8%. Excluding food and energy, the August PCE price index rose 3.6% from a year ago. Biden administration officials say inflation is temporary. You can't believe a word they say. Do you know why? Because they lie about everything. And the American people get it. The American people have woken up to it. Why do you think that they're chanting, let's go Brandon at college football games? Hmm? Why in, in, in front of the U.S. Embassy in Rome, people were saying in English this weekend, let's go, Brandon. Critics point to increased federal spending as a major cause of inflation as federal debt spending is offset, at least in part, by printing more money. And the border is open wide. They're expecting 400,000 people across the border this month illegally, 150 different nationalities. Our country is being breached. This is not about Ellis Island. This is not about living the American dream. This is about a an administration that wants to destroy the country. I don't say this lightly, guys. But there's a point you just you got to start paying attention. If you're not paying attention, you got to start paying attention. President Joe Biden's sinking job approval is 10 points lower than that of former President Barack Obama during the same point in his presidency, according to Real Clear Politics. RCP's average job approval for a rating for Obama was 53. Joe Biden's is 43. He's underwater. Because people know. They know a lot of things. They know a lot of things. They know he's a liar. They know he's the most corrupt president to ever, ever, ever occupy the White House. He is. And the mainstream media did everything it could to cover up that, uh, that Hunter Biden laptop that showed he actually did meet with Ukrainian oil executives. And he was big guy and he got 10% of everything. And according to Rudy Giuliani, his family has extorted essentially $30 million from other countries for access to Joe Biden. And the louder that people yell at you and the, and the more people say that, oh, you're crazy, you are crazy, how could you, you know what, honestly, you cannot believe that. You can't, you can't believe the election was stolen. You can't, that, that, that's insane, really. Prove that it wasn't. I'm asking the mainstream media to talk to one of the 1,200 people who, who did sworn affidavit saying they saw election stealing. I'm asking you journalists to investigate why five battleground states stopped voting at precisely the same time on election night, reopen the next morning with as many as 99% votes coming in for Joe Biden overnight, giving Joe Biden the victory. You figure that out, you look into that, and then you can call me crazy. And I've got more information on that, and I'll just go ahead and say it, because I guess everybody is so dang terrified of being wrecked I don't think the election was fair. I mean, if you look at it, 1,100,000 people went to Trump rallies before his election in the final year, and 2,000 went to Joe Biden. 
Do you know why I say that I think there was election chicanery? That there was a major, major attempt at an election steal? Because I'm not stupid. Four people just circled the Earth, non-astronauts, for four days, and the media yawned. I watched this great special last night on uh, on Netflix. They've got a, a it's a series about Elon Musk. And Elon Musk is a freak. Okay, he's a freak. Okay, he he just is. But do you realize? Do you realize if Christoph Colomb, Christopher Columbus, had not sailed the ocean blue in 1492 and come over here? Uh, they'd be still doing animal sacrifice, or no, human sacrifices here. There would be no written language in the, in the United States. Um, oh, I'm sorry, America, whatever. And look where we are, and look where we've come the last 20 freaking years. It's amazing. Oh, by the way, yesterday in New York, uh, they had, uh, what was it? They, they've re renamed it uh, Native Americans Day, or what is it called anyway? Um, uh, Indigenous Peoples Day instead of uh, Christopher Columbus Day. And a lot of Italians came out for the parade, and they said all sorts of things uh, that were very untoward to Bill de Blasio. Like, bleep you, you bleeping bleep hole. <laughs> And, and my buddy, uh, Sean Farish, who does a Trump impersonation that is amazing, had a message uh, about, uh, about uh, Christopher Columbus Day. I want to wish everybody a happy Columbus Day, or as they're starting to call it, the Indigenous Peoples Day, okay? Indigenous Peoples. Yes, yes, yes. Especially to Pocahontas, America's favorite fake Indian, Elizabeth Warren. Pocahontas is her name. <laughs> I want to wish her a happy Indigenous Peoples Day. Yes. I know this day means a lot to her. Uh, she's the only person in the history of mankind to fail a DNA test. Yeah. When you think about it, she failed a DNA test, and uh, nobody thought that was possible. 1-1024th. Happy Indigenous Peoples Day. There you go, Sean Farish. Uh, he is a genius. He does the uh, uh, You Can't Touch Me parody that I did here on the uh, on the show. John in Japatown is on the phone. Hello there, John, and welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Your thoughts today? How you doing, Rob? Buddy, I couldn't be better. Well, I just got to say one thing. I predicted this a while back. Joe Biden and Hunter Biden are owned by the Chinese Communist Party. Of course they are. And everybody has to realize that. And this guy is a chucklehead in the White House. Yeah. But he works like, what, three days a week? And then he flies back to Wilmington, Delaware? Yeah, he went back to Delaware this weekend for a wedding, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. the U.S. taxpayers pay for his fuel. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yep. I went down to the gas station the other day, and it went from three nineteen to three twenty-five. Jeez, Louise! Thank you very much, Crazy Uncle Joe. All right, buddy. I'm going to tell you right now: there is a resistance building in this country, and I don't and I don't say that as a as a cliche. Democrats are like, we're part of the resistance. We're anti-Trump. Oh no, no. I think people who love this country have just had enough, and and well, this has become a good resistance. Yes. It is a positive resistance. Hey, thanks for the call, buddy. I do appreciate it. And uh, thanks for listening to the show. It means a lot. There is a, a gigantic pushback happening. Hey, it's Rob Carson for Home Title Lock. Did you know the Social Security Administration's computers are 45 years old? Let me put it in perspective. Uh, that computer was created when Joe Biden was 50. Yeah, it's that old. Computer servers at Health and Human Services, 50 years old. 
Maybe that's how cyber criminals hack the U.S. Census Bureau's computers where everything about you is stored. The threat of some cyber thief stealing your credit card is not your biggest risk. The massive risk is the one where this person takes over the ownership of your home. It's called home title theft, and the FBI calls it one of the fastest growing crimes. You can have a limit on your credit card, right? Somebody takes possession of your home and you've got it paid off. They could take a loan out for $100,000 if your home is worth several hundred thousand dollars. It is unbelievable. You can protect your most valuable asset. Go to HomeTitleLock.com. Register your address to see if you're already a victim. I had done this on my address. There were four alerts. Somebody had been poking and prodding. They didn't get the loan, which is very good, but I'm glad I got Home Title Lock. What you need to do is go to HomeTitleLock.com and use promo code RADIO for 30 free days of protection. All right? Again, that's HomeTitleLock.com, promo code RADIO, HomeTitleLock.com. I'm not an investor, really. I mean, I'm not a big-time investor, and I usually don't offer investment uh, advice. But I would say, if you can right now, invest in B-Day manufacturers. That's what I'd do. I'd, you know, if, if you have a, a place that you know, you a B-Day, it's like a drinking fountain for your butt. Uh, you, know, uh, you might want to do that because it's going to be real hard to find toilet paper. When I went to the store yesterday, went to Sam's Wholesale Club, they were, it was gone already. No paper towels, so I had to go over to the industrial stuff. My wife's going to love me for that. I got 90 rolls of uh, restaurant-grade toilet paper. <laughs> yes, invest in B-Days, people. For once, the French maybe have gotten something right. Uh, on the phone with us is, uh, is Andrew Giuliani. He is running for uh, governor in what was the great state of New York, will soon be again if he is elected. Hello, sir. How are you? You know, Rob, that's the perfect segue to talk about New York politics, right? Best in today's. Speaking of which, let's talk about New York, the state of New York politics. Wow. Un unbelievable, buddy. And uh, I want to mention real quick, because I've got some stories about shortages around the country that are just popping up. And I've got one actually from uh, New York. Are you have you heard anything about uh, stores and whatnot? And, and also, I have heard, you know, there are obviously issues with our ports not being able to uh, take in cargo ships. What are you hearing in New York? Yeah, well, you can definitely see the issue right in the storefronts. I mean, they're, they're you know, you walk through CVS grocery stores yeah. and you could see they're, you know, they're probably 30, 40 percent capacity. And, and when you talk about uh, paper towels and and, uh, and toilet paper like that, you know, a lot, a lot of times they're gone all over the place. I remember looking, uh, as a matter of fact, there was uh, COVID tests I was looking for a couple of weeks ago uh, because we were trying to set something up here for, for an event. And those were gone. We checked three different places. So uh, I think it's a major issue that's affecting not just uh, L.A., and obviously there's a lot of focus on the port of Los Angeles, but I think it's all around the country and all around the world. But as you know, Rob, when you shut down the economy and you continue to shut it down and you put pressures on employment like continuing unemployment, that's what's going to happen. Until we actually allow the free market to work, it's going to continue like this for the foreseeable future. Andrew, um, there is a great deal of pushback going on right now, and I think we're just beginning to see an avalanche of pushback against vaccine mandates. Southwest Airlines is saying that it's weather, could be, I don't know, sunspots, maybe <laughs> uh, climate change. Uh, no, it's not. It's pilots saying we're not going to take the vaccine. What are you hearing from your constituents uh, about, you're not officially elected yet, but, you know, the people you're campaigning, to, what are you hearing from them? Well, that they don't want vaccine mandates. It's that simple, right? They, they look at it and say the governor, elected officials should not be involved in this decision, period. This should be a decision between myself, my family, and my doctor. And that's what they're saying. As, as a candidate, that's what they are telling me. They are saying, I don't want you to be involved in this decision. And I've made the pledge to them that on January 1st, 2023, let's hope that this 
that these mandates are gone in the next 15 months. But if they are not, then I've made the pledge that we will make sure that there are no more vaccine or mask mandates here in New York State. I think it's going to collapse before then. I think it's going to collapse before then. I really do, dude. I think it's going to collapse before the end of the year. I think think it will collapse in some areas of the country. Uh, New York has has gone so left so fast. Our new Governor Hochul... She is, you know, if you like Kirsten Gillibrand, she's Kirsten Gillibrand times 10 in terms of how fast she's moved to the left. Did you see, she, she said a couple weeks ago that she had, uh, you need to be my apostles. Yes. <laughs> yeah, not, not only that, uh, to, double, to double down on that, instead of actually wearing a cross, she wears a oh. necklace over here. So I I mean, she really does have a deity complex, but I think it's yeah. a great microcosm for Democratic politicians, right? They look at their power. And they say, you know, this is godlike power in their mind, whether it's conscious or subconscious. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's subconscious, but uh, I think with many of these politicians, it is conscious. And she's just decided to say, you know what? I want you to be my apostles. Well, Rob, that's one thing that I will never, ever ask voters or constituents. I'll never ask them to be my apostles. We'll talk about ideas. I'll present ideas. I'll listen to voters. But um, I will never ask them to follow me like I'm Jesus Christ. I got to tell you, that just, to me, cut me to the quick. I grew up uh, as a Catholic. Uh, my mom was a devout Catholic. We sat in the front pew for an hour before Mass started each week. Mm-hmm. It's a very sacred thing. We don't take that stuff very kindly, uh, and it's absurd. They told us we couldn't go to church last year, and now they're essentially replacing God with government, which is what happened in China, which happened in the Soviet, former Soviet Union, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yesterday at the uh, Columbus Day, now Indigenous Peoples Day, the mayor of New York, de Blasio, was met with some very uh, some very interesting chants reminiscent of college football games and let's go Brandon what have you heard about the parade happening yeah well I think you know he's he's made an affront to the Italian American community not just in New York but because yep. New York City is such a part of uh, you know a, a part a part of the lexicon in, in the world in the country yep. he's made an Italian he's made an affront to the Italian American community in the United States and really across the world and I think that when he first came in office I think there was this idea that, well, you know, look, his, his mother's Italian-American. Uh, we're going to have a friend to the Italian-American community. Uh, it, this is not just a matter of going after Columbus Day. The, the Mother Cabrini statue is another one. Unreal. Mother Cabrini, one, one, I mean, he, he would not allow, even though New Yorkers voted on uh, women to uh, memorialize in New yeah. York, Mother Cabrini was the most voted person by New Yorkers, by New York City residents, and he would not allow the statue to move forward. Um, and so he's, you know, he's completely gone off to the Italian-American culture. But deeper than this, Rob, it's not just our Italian-American tradition. It's American traditions that are under assault here yeah. in the United States of America. When we see this in the education system, and I know that this has been a, a <laughs> yeah. massive part of the Virginia governor's race here yep. uh, between Youngskin and McAuliffe. And I know Youngskin has been hitting the mark uh, numerous times on this when McAuliffe ended up saying that he does not want parents interfering yeah. with teachers curriculum are you kidding me i mean it's beyond absurd but this but this radical idea rob that used to exist on the left fringes of college campuses yep. has become mainstream in democratic politics yeah, and, and I tell you what, enough is enough. You know, listen, I, I'm very familiar with ethnic neighborhoods. New York is glorious where Italian Americans, Irish Americans, they love America. They love their heritage, but their their allegiance is to America, not Ireland. They're proud you know, of it. It's, it's one of the reasons, and, and I wish I spoke Italian, um, and probably because I'm also uh, linguistically challenged. I'm still working on English, so once I get English, I'll, work, I'll learn a second language. But um, it's one of the reasons why our family does not speak Italian, because when they came to the United States, 
uh, the family made a conscious yep. decision. The Giuliani and the Vanzo family made a conscious decision that we were going to speak English. The English is the language in America, and we are going to speak English. And it's one of the reasons why, you know, we didn't speak Italian. I know a lot of families made uh, that choice in coming to America because they wanted to assimilate to America. You bet. They you love bet. what America stood for, you know? Yeah. Uh, you do speak Italian, by the way. Let me, let me just prove that you speak Italian. What is a layered pasta dish with meat and cheese and then sauce on top of it called? Uh, bolognese. Come on, a nice bolognese sauce. Oh, lasagna. You're talking about You speak Italian. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? I, I got some headlines I want to roll, roll through here. and it was, I thought it was very funny that Bill de Blasio said that he might consider running for governor. I mean, wow. Really? Yeah. Well, that would be the dream. You know, oh, he, uh, he not only marched in the Columbus Day Parade yesterday, the famous oh. one down up Fifth Avenue, but he marched in the Morris Park uh, Columbus Day, which is in the Bronx, a very Italian neighborhood. In the Bronx, and I can tell you um, that those booths were even worse in the Bronx, which is a borough that's 85 percent Democrat. Um, he has made no friends here. He is just, uh, Rob, I've said it this way, and I think it's pretty simple. New York City, New York State has a playbook that works. The Pataki, Giuliani, those playbooks work, right? We have seen good governance in effect in New York. Bill de Blasio has chosen to do the opposite. Yep. And guess what? He is getting the opposite result. And I think you're seeing this not just amongst Republicans and independents, but so many Democrats are saying, you know what, Bill, enough. It's time for you to get out of public life. And not only that, another thing that he <laughs> did on Friday was he went after the gifted and talented program oh. here in New York with only 85 days to go. Unreal. Uh, instead of finding a way to make sure that you increase that path, figure out ways that more New York students can get involved in the gifted and talented programs, opening up more schools to the accountability that the gifted and talented program offers so that way students can actually achieve here. He decided to cut it for truly the most talented students in New York, cutting so many dreams, so many people, so many great New Yorkers have gone through these programs to achieve and come through some of the worst neighborhoods in New York to be able to actually achieve academic and then uh, business success, success in the world of public office. And instead of actually taking a program that's good and increasing it, figuring out ways that we can yeah. we can multiply it. He's actually decided to cut it, and it yeah. just shows it's a perfect microcosm for his entire uh, mayoralty. And it's also a microcosm for um, socialism. Socialism is yeah. not about is not about raising uh, boats. It is about lowering the exceptional to the to the marginal. Okay, Rob, and lo lowering the successful. You're Go ahead. right, and Rob, I've said this. You know, Venezuela. Uh, did accomplish equality, right? Oh, yeah. They are equally, you know, up the creek there without a paddle, if you will. So, yeah, I hope they so have some toilet paper. Yeah. <laughs> well said. You know how to bring a first full circle, my friend. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of more like a full flush, kind of a spiral. Yeah. Um, hey, uh, how are, just real quick uh, before we wrap things up, how, how's the campaign going? How's the polling going? Because it sounds like you're kicking butt. Campaign is going great. You know, we just ended Boom. up having a new poll that came out. Uh, Siena College ended up releasing it. So it's an independent poll. It has us up 24 points for the nomination. Oh, so I on. think our strategy of connecting grassroots with voters all across the 6-2 counties of our state are working. Anybody who wants to support, go to nyforgiuliani.com yes. uh, and follow us uh, all across Twitter and Facebook. And, and, Rob, as always, I truly appreciate the platform and coming on. Uh, great to see the success of Newsmax radio gear. Obviously, I have affinity for Newsmax, and yeah. uh, and it's great to see what you guys are accomplishing here because I know that you guys are just 
going to the sky with us. Well, things are things are growing, Andrew. We're uh, we're going to be adding affiliates, um, and and we're excited. This is a very sacred uh, spot in broadcast radio that was owned by one Mr. Rush Limbaugh for thirty three years. Yeah. And and I like to say that I can't fill Rush Limbaugh's shoes. I might be able to fill his baby shoes, <laughs> but I'll do my best. I'll well, do my best. Well, Rob, you you know the you know the man and, and the myth better than you do. So I. I uh, you're, you're doing a tremendous job, and it's, and it's an honor to be on with you, and, and I'm happy to come on anytime to talk about our plans to how to make New York truly, um, you know, the Empire State again. Yeah, I'd be real careful about buying B-Day stock. People might think I gave you insider information. <laughs> you, know, you know, I, uh, I, I, think, uh, I think it is a perfect microcosm for New York oh, yeah. politics right now, unfortunately. Yeah, there, there has been a lot of stink around New York politics over the last 15 <laughs> yeah. years. And we need to make sure we freshen it up. All right. New York for Giuliani.com, my brother. Have a good one, and we'll talk again soon. Thank you very much. I appreciate it, Rob. All right. God bless. Andrew Giuliani, candidate for governor of the great state of New York. Did you see that the two uh, people who were arrested for spying, uh, selling nuclear secrets, Jonathan Tebby and his wife Diana, apparently they, uh, they were real big leftists. Really, really, really pro Black Lives Matter. Had a Black Lives Matter flag or sign in the front yard. Raged against Trump and praised Hillary. Diana had on her uh, social media accounts the resistance. Uh, she supports the resistance and Hillary Clinton and has shared performative posts about Black Lives Matter and stopping Donald Trump. On July 28th, she asked for a babysitter. Listen, this is so this is so suburban spy. On July 28th, she asked for a babysitter on Facebook to watch her children early on Saturday morning for five or six hours. So uh, they posted that. Then they found the babysitter, and that's when they drove to West Virginia to uh, sell some nuclear secrets, a 32-gigabyte memory card in a sealed Band-Aid wrapper. I'm, I heard it was a SpongeBob Band-Aid. I heard it was a SpongeBob Band-Aid. I can't confirm that. It could have been a Spider-Man band Don't know yet. But anyway, they, they set it up in a container at a drop point, uh, and then uh, an FBI operative came and got the, uh, the, <laughs> the Band-Aid. <laughs> Uh, the FBI says that uh, Jonathan added a note with a package saying he was interested in selling information on Virginia-class nuclear submarine reactions to a foreign power. Oh, by the way, there are only, I think, six countries in the world that uh, have nuclear submarines. Let me see if I can find this real quick here. Uh, China, 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 France, India, Russia, Russia, the U.K. and the U.S. What country do you suppose you're selling the nuclear secrets to? Was it India? No, probably not. The UK? No, probably not. Was it France? No, probably not. I'm saying China or Russia. Yeah, pretty much. China or Russia, pretty much. And Joe Biden's in pretty tight with the old Chinese, right? Pretty tight with the old Chinese. And and by the way, the Biden uh, actually stole a submarine deal from France. So, uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe there's something involved there. Anyway, Diana was a human, humanities professor at this key school for the last 10 years, a progressive private school in Annapolis. Lovely, lovely. And she's been fired, by the way. Uh, former school graduates and current employees described Diana as a strong feminist and very, very liberal. Uh, I'll share more with this in a minute. And then again, we're going to get into the, uh, the uh, fight against the stick. Here's the situation. The airlines are being held hostage by the government. They are uh, being told that they will not get uh, support from the government. Um, they will not get uh, tax money from the government, et cetera. 
uh, and that they are government contractors to some degree, and consequently, they have to mandate the vaccine. Um, this is growing. This is getting bigger. This is getting much, much, much bigger. It's a brand new song from my friend Jim Gossett about Southwest Airlines. Can't fly with you, Southwest. Shame on you. <laughs> Staff spurned the vax, fear they'd get the axe, so they came down with blue flu. Your cover story, we know it's not true. Yeah, pretty much. Passengers were stranded as 2,000 flights were scrapped while they were trapped. You put out crap, lost vaccinations. Were the reason you shut down Get out of town With that lame claim of bad weather PR-wise, it's such a real disgrace Hey, Southwest, nice try Got caught in a lie Yes, it's blown up in your face I'm stuck here at the airport As they crown can't fly with you I'll be sleeping here tonight That is Jim Gossett Big finish Now, I think I'm going to stay overnight I might as well have another one of those $15 beers Yeah, might as well have another one of those $15 beers uh, And why do they make uh, the seating in airports so ungodly and comfortable? I, it's worse than a church pew without a cushion it's worse. I mean, really. I mean, if you're going to make so many people have to sleep overnight in your airport, can you just give some maybe reclining chair or something? You spend billions of dollars on these stupid airports, and, and the worst, worst, worst seating ever. Hard as a rock. Unbelievable. Now, this is kind of interesting. This is a uh, Democrat montage of, uh, of saying that basically not only would uh, vaccines not be mandated, we can't do that, but masks also versus what they're saying today. I don't think it should be mandatory. I wouldn't demand to be mandatory, but I would, would do everything in my power. Just like I don't think masks have to be made mandatory nationwide. Can we mandate vaccines across the country? No, that's not a role that the federal government, I think, even has the power to make. We cannot require someone to be vaccinated. That's just not what we can do. It is a matter of privacy to know who is or who oh, isn't. Really? No, definitely not. You don't want to mandate and try and force anyone to take a vaccine. We've never done that. We don't want to be mandating from the federal government to the general population. It would be unenforceable and not appropriate. Do you know why they're mandating? Because Americans, if given the choice, would like to make that choice on their own. And many people are choosing not to, and they're realizing that their fear tactics and their constant, constant drumbeat of you're going to die, you're going to die, you're going to die, everything's going to be terrible, you've got to take this, it's the only thing that's going to save your life, shut down this, shut down that, you can't go out, wear a mask. They're realizing that he's wearing paper thin, thinner than a paper mask. And now they're going to force you. Unbelievable. An airline pilot put this video out a couple days ago, and I waited on it because I wanted to confirm that this person was, in fact, an airline pilot and not somebody dressed up for Halloween as an airline pilot. His name is Sean. I've been an airline pilot for 18 years, and now I'm facing an ultimatum. Not a choice, but an ultimatum. I'm being told in order to continue my career as an airline pilot, 
I must be vaccinated. You may think being forced to wear a mask or get a vaccination is insignificant, but when you begin to compile mandate after mandate and loss of freedom after freedom, it becomes very significant. It does. Here is Rob Schmidt on Newsmax interviewing this pilot. He's just calling himself uh, Sean, actually. I believe that Rob uh, says he's not going to mention the airline, but he the uh, the pilot does and does it. But here's what he has to say. I've spoken to a number of my friends, my family, and we just, one, we're scared. You know, we're, we're being forced into a situation where for, for us, my family, my wife and I are both airline pilots. This is all we know. This is what we do. Um, and now they're they're asking us to jeopardize our job or lose it, in fact, be terminated or possibly jeopardize our health. And it shouldn't be, you know, dictated by a representative or a supposed representative, but instead our medical freedom, our decisions should be based amongst our family and our doctors and our beliefs, not by someone who rarely or doesn't know us at all. Absolutely. By the way, the state of Texas has eliminated all vaccine mandates. Governor Abbott said no. Nobody, nobody, private, public, otherwise, are going to mandate vaccines as a condition of employment, uh, et cetera. Here's a little bit more from this uh, this airline pilot. His name is Sean, talking about vaccine mandates. I will let American Airlines terminate me. I don't think... There you go. It's not Southwest. It's American Airlines, kids. It's right for them to put me in or anyone else an ultimatum, because this goes far beyond my personal job, right? Sure, the pilots are directly involved right now, but we're talking all the airline police. We're talking Department of Homeland Security, Customs and Border Patrol, air traffic controllers, teachers, rental car employees, truckers, healthcare employees. I mean, every business that has over 100 people. And this is a choice between your medical. Let's go, Brandon. Freedom or your job. I think my job's a small sacrifice to to pay for all of the Americans who deserve their medical freedom. I think we're all realizing, you know, maybe we look in history books and we hear Patrick Henry's words, give me liberty or give me death. Now we realize how meaningful they are. I want you to think about that. We've only read about it. Don't tread on me. You must be part of QAnon. Talking about don't tread on me, that Gaston flag. You're a white supremacist. No, I'm not. Give me liberty or give me death. And I'm not just talking about the vaccine mandate. I'm talking about this affront to our civil liberties. The FBI going after parents for speaking out against critical race theory. Big social media, the mainstream media. Democrat Party telling us what we can and cannot say. Labeling our beliefs as misinformation or disinformation, a term coined by Joseph Stalin in 1923. Give me liberty or give me death means something in this country. Because if you don't have the ability to express yourself if you don't have the ability to make decisions for yourself, if you don't have the ability to pursue happiness, then what the hell are you here for? I'm sorry, I get a little worked up. Here's a little bit more from uh, Sean, the airline pilot, about uh, vaccine mandates. It's growing 
by tens of thousands. I mean, thousands every day were in the number of tens of thousands. And honestly, it's growing so fast now we can't even keep track because I think a lot of people were afraid to speak out. They didn't know what to do. Uh, they were worried about possible backlash, possible termination from their jobs, you know, or their careers. Yep. And everyone has to draw a line in the sand. And after speaking to friends who are airline pilots, they're emotionally distressed. They're single dads worrying about either not being able to provide for their family and or even in worst case scenarios, if they get the job, possibly orphaning their children and they're losing sleep. They're clearly stressed out. And so I had to I had to speak out for everyone uh, because we're all a little bit afraid. And but we're showing everyone feels not everyone, but lots of people feel similar. They do. They believe they deserve their medical freedom. So I put out the video and the response and the support and the love we've got from industries all around the country has been phenomenal. You have no idea how big this is going to get if you're a Democrat. You have no idea what you're you're sitting on a powder keg. Joe Biden, you leftist, socialist, totalitarians, you have no idea who you've tread on. You have no idea. God bless our military, both living and uh, departed. God bless the Gold Star families, our first responders, police officers, border patrol agents, and of course you. And until tomorrow, do not, do not, do not catch the stupid. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details. Mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.